Patrick, we got a ton to talk about. And and for the first time in like weeks, I feel like we don't have to lead with mask mandates. Although maybe no. that's where you want to start. I no, don't know. No, no, no. We're not starting yet. All right. Well, where, <laughs> where, where do you want to begin today? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm a little angry or hangry, I should say, because I'm on a juice cleanse. So I just... I want to get that out there right now. Um, okay, what inspired I, I just, this? I just had a drink of, uh, you know, seaweed, kale, apple, lemon, and, you know, some some other grass stuff in there. Okay, what has inspired the juice cleanse? I don't know. Well, you know, too much crap going into my body, you know what I mean? Just, you know. Okay, so this is for health. And and how well it's for yeah health mental uh, resetting as they say. Okay. I don't know. It's three days. I don't think it's going to change my you know landscape too much. <laughs> well, your shirt is looking a little looser. So I mean, what's the deal? Is this like uh, it, it just started like literally six hours ago? <laughs> oh. Well. All right. Well, maybe that was prior work. Okay. <laughs> so, so today's basically like the first full day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got to get through two more days of no food. Just I mean, we really have to get through 60 something more hours. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's just six, uh, six drinks a day. If you're hungry, the only thing you're allowed to eat is basically like carrots or celery or maybe a few berries. Um, have you ever done one of these before? I have. And it actually worked like a few years ago, maybe like three years ago. That was a five day though. That was tough. Oh my God. That sounds brutal. How did you feel after five days? I needed a drink. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you didn't have like some like euphoric feeling after five, like you weren't like, Oh, I no. feel so light. I could like run 10 miles. No, I think I was actually running then. So I probably did run 10 miles, but not because of the, uh, I just need a reset. I need like, okay. so no, I had no, alcohol yesterday won't have any obviously for the next three days i'm actually going to try to get through the weekend without any so that could be seven straight days with no alcohol all right well that seems pretty good i think that's yeah. a good breakup yeah and then maybe go and then you start making it into next week and maybe add a new few more days to that you know because what like it seems like you're kind of an all or nothing guy like you're either on the wagon or you're off the wagon and if you're on like if you're off the wagon I'm you're never off oh you're never off okay <laughs> okay so you're always on the wagon and you're uh, like you just don't like like on the weekends it just like it spirals right you have like a couple beers and you oh, eat like right. crap so, i think spiral might be a strong word <laughs> like i don't have a problem okay not that I believe. No, no, I don't. No, I like a you know a scotch on a Monday night or Wednesday, like you know whatever you feel like. Monday through I Sunday. I, I, I rarely, rarely drink at home. Oh, well, that's like good. I feel like that, so, that's like, like great. I'll, you know, I, I may stop for a scotch on the way home, or you know maybe have one at home, or like maybe if we go out on a Friday and go back to the house, yes. But I don't pop drinks or beers at home regularly oh well that's like really good i feel like i, yeah. I get into that habit every once in a while i start having like a glass of wine every night yeah. and then it's like oh it's a little harder to do with a baby so, uh, let, real quick before we get into it so um my entire family 
watches batch the bachelorette stuff oh yeah and I, and I really haven't okay so i kind of felt pressured last night or not pressured but just out of the loop so um i watched bachelorette in paradise okay now i know why i never watched bachelorette <laughs> prior to watching bachelorette in paradise oh it's so bad. Although David Spade was great. Hysterical. He's yeah. a great host. He's a riot anyway. He's a riot. What what, what did you not like about it? Ah, it's just it's fine. It's it's you know, mindless entertainment. It's fine. But it is mindless, right? It's always like completely this mindless. Stupid dates, the and stupid so ceremonies. Choreographed, so fit like it's like yeah. it's like you know, it's like watching WWE. Like you know, like it's so pre- set up it's kind of hysterical anyway i could see how you could get into the characters though but i I agree with you i do enjoy some mindless entertainment you know Uh, like because like you and i you know you and i have to do so much prep and hard-hitting journalism for this podcast every week it's nice to zone out you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah although we're not chris chris cuomo so we don't have to do that much hard journalism Okay, you want to talk Chris Cuomo? I mean, you know, he addressed last night his whole brother situation. Did you find him sincere? No. No. <laughs> Not at all. All right. Give The gist of it was, basically, he came well, on his scene. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me say, I'm not, I'm not a fan of his. I think he's, and we've talked about him with the COVID in the basement and the, you know, saying that he was in lockdown and then he was in the Hamptons and fighting with. I just, my sense is he's just, a phony type person I to begin with. I and mean, maybe not a phony, just full of himself, whatever. Not super likable, maybe. I don't know. Probably fairly so, arrogant. He gives off that yeah, vibe, right? Which of is arrogance. fine, which is fine. I mean, listen, his dad was governor. His his brother's governor. He's got a fantastic job. Um, so what he said last night basically was that he didn't cover the scandal, nor should he have. Because he had a conflict. His brother's his brother. He loves his brother. Family's family. So therefore, that's why he didn't cover the scandal. Okay. That's fair. But then you can't have it both ways. Nor can CNN. You, if you're not going to cover the scandal, then you should not have covered when he was getting the re-reviews for his handling of the pandemic. And you're not... So he, Buying. So he appeared he appeared on his brother's show 11 times. Okay? All when things were rosy and great and rah rah is going to be president, he you know got the book deal and you know doing his press conferences every day. It was a love fest for 11 11 times. That's fine. But then you can't not cover the scandal or vice versa. And we said that then. We said it then. You can't just cover the good stuff. That's not journalism, right? So what I think he should have done is just admit you're not really a journalist, which is fine. He's a primetime host on CNN. It's entertainment. He is what he is. And that's how, to me, he should have addressed it, not saying, well, there's a conflict, so therefore I couldn't cover it. Well, you can't cover like You can't pick and choose what you're covering if you're a journalist. You can't just cover good stuff, and then when you have, when you have a conflict, because the conflict could be also you're portraying issues 
in a better light than maybe they were. And in retrospect, with the nursing home situation and some of the other things that occurred, there's some serious questions on how Cuomo handled the pandemic looking back. That wasn't addressed then. And now he's obviously resigning, so therefore Cuomo stepped aside to not cover it. I just don't think you could have it both ways. Yeah. What was the um, general feedback? Do you think many people are buying it, or it's probably fairly divided? If you're a CNN fan, you believe him. If you're not... Yeah, that's probably what I think. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, whole... Chris Cuomo's whole excuse about having his brother on during the pandemic was it was always going to be short-lived. I mean, listen, I could could say for almost certainty that if one of our anchors brothers was a um, county executive of Montgomery County or Fairfax County or Prince George's County, even if things were going great in those counties, uh, I could almost say for 100% certainty that they would not have interviewed him or her 11 times, even when things were good. Yeah, and, that's just your right. Part. I mean, think, yeah. think about it on it's the same concept, right? It just won't happen. So you just think in general, CNN, they're hypocritical, like when things were good and everybody yeah, liked. I mean, if, if Jim Lopez's sister was, you know, governor of Maryland, he would not interview her 11 times. Yeah, we would have somebody else do it. Yeah. Good right. point. Fair okay, point. So, yeah. So there, there should be no difference for, for, for them. So he, he came back. Um, you know, but by the way, having said that, I understand his love for his brother. I understand that he wants to support his brother. I think he admitted, and correct me if I'm wrong, that he was helping his brother, advising, which I think CNN probably had an issue with. Um, you know, I believe he did write or edit part of his response, which certainly shouldn't have happened. I just think the whole thing is is messy. But I I understand he wants to, you know, support his brother. Yeah. I think, like, to your point, everybody, I think, gets that part. But then on the other hand, it is a little, it's definitely the blurry lines, um, you know, when everything was good. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Well, let's talk Afghanistan, because obviously biggest story, um, you know, President Biden reportedly came back from Camp David, cut his vacation short to speak to the nation yesterday. Where do you want to start? Because it certainly seems like a huge mess. Um, This story I feel invested in just because, like, I think the women and children are going to be the biggest victims. And it's just a hot mess. So where where do you want to? It's a tough one. So. You know, this. This goes into my uh, motto of many things can be true with the same situation rather than very black and white, because certainly Afghanistan has not been black and white for 20 years. So, you know, we've been there for 20 years. Um, I think we, as President Biden said yesterday, we went with noble intentions to root out al-Qaeda, terrorism, create a safe harbor or or to prevent a safe harbor for terrorism. Um, clearly we're there way, way, way too long. Um, so I do think it was time to get out. It probably was time to get out 10 years ago. My problem with his speech yesterday wasn't the logic behind pulling out. It's he clearly, the tone was wrong. He, he, the execution 
and the underestimation of how quickly the Taliban would take over Afghanistan was clearly mis miscalculated. I mean, there's articles you go back to in April, May, and June, and July. U.S. intelligence said it would take six months potentially for the Taliban to take over. They said the Afghan president could probably last for two years. He didn't last two weeks. So it was a U.S. intelligence failure. It was a lack of planning and understanding what was going to happen failure. There's way too many civilians who helped the U.S. government that I believe, even though President Biden said they're going to do everything they can or they're going to get them all out. I don't believe they're going to get them all out. I know that's disgusting, but I don't think there's going. a plan for it. He literally said we we planned for every situation yet you had to emerge you had to you had to evacuate you had to send troops back in to evacuate your embassy so you clearly didn't plan for every contingency so don't say that to me it was the most important speech potentially you can make the case it was the most important speech he's made since his president so far. Yep. And I, and I think he, he completely failed, completely failed. I think he looked a little lost at times, I think. And again, the premise he set he set up what, how he set up. Let's talk about how we got here. And I think he was right on almost all those facts. Then he said, you know, he'll take the criticism. The buck stops with him so to speak. I don't know if you used those exact words. Yeah, yeah, that was about it. Yet then he proceeded to blame everybody else. Trump, he blamed the Afghan army. The Afghan army lost so many soldiers and so many people who wanted to protect their country, right, over the years, 20 years. I believe they lost 20 times the amount of people that we've lost. Yes, yes. Maybe more. You're correct. So to, to 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 maybe they didn't have the 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 leadership. Maybe they didn't have the training. Maybe they didn't have the supplies. Maybe they didn't have the resources or the wherewithal or the intelligence. I don't know, but you throw the Afghan army under the bus, like so quickly. I, I just think it was you know. I just yeah. Listen, I I I and and the. the <laughs> You know how I believe sometimes there's certain pundits who try to come across as, you know, middle of the road and they're really clearly left or right. There's some we know that are very left leaning in their in their writings and their process and the thought process. They were killing him, too. I mean, Chris Saliza and even Jake Tapper from CNN was like, wow, like Jake Tapper led a show saying, as Biden said, the buck stops him, but then proceeded to blame everyone else. Right. And again, two things can be true. We needed to leave Afghanistan. And I do believe, as it showed, another 10 years would not have made it any right. But how he left, the quickness, the underestimation of how quickly the Taliban would take over and where now it goes and not and then not securing those individuals that have helped that's this crime because i don't care what the taliban leaders say they're not gonna not hurt them or kill them or torture them it's just that's not you know so uh that's that's 
kind of my take on it. I thought his tone was wrong. I thought the speech was terrible. I, I honestly thought he was let down by his chief of staff and others and how this the optics just cascaded on him over the weekend. Um, yeah, I, so first big foreign policy issue. I don't I don't I think he gets a D. I, I give him a D. I mean, it seems like a mess. You know, we're seeing those pictures coming out of Afghanistan at the airport. I mean, literally people clinging to the planes. I mean, it's 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 so disgusting that we wouldn't get everyone who helped Americans out. And to your point, Brian Williams was getting just crushed yesterday on Twitter. As he, as he should. He, he he was like, you know, he, he was he, immediately out with the Pelosi talking points. I mean, verbatim, basically. And he should have gotten crushed. He had the guest um, who was a former Army um, member, Matt Zeller, on, who just, like, destroyed Brian Williams and was like, really? You're going to say that was a good speech? You know, and Zeller says that he and his group had been working with the Biden uh, Biden administration, and there was about 14,000. And Zeller's not a partisan hack. I mean, he's, you know, he he said he was, he gave him a list of 40, 50,000 names. Yeah, told them what was going to happen and they didn't want to listen they ignored all that they ignored it so you know but here's my here's my question to you how fearful are you because you know the discussion now is like well this is going to breed even more terrorism and yeah you know i know that americans overwhelmingly wanted out of afghanistan but i guess in the past couple of weeks in reading these stories part of me is like well why you know I personally don't think we ever should have gone there. I don't think we had noble intentions. I think George W. Bush, you know, they, uh, yes, they well, could have I hunted mean, I think down. Biden, listen, keep in mind, you know, President Biden was Senator Biden at the time, voted to go in. He supported it wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, well, you know, a lot of senators it, did, Republicans and Democrats. I think there was only one. Wasn't there one Democrat from, uh, Senator you know, from California? I, I, listen, I think, I think going into Iraq is different than going to have, you know, you, there's a lot of people who will clearly feel the intelligence and it did fail us in Iraq, uh, but not so in Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Al Qaeda was taken over. They did need to root out and, and make it very difficult for them to, to, to use Afghanistan as a safe Harbor for terrorism. Uh, so I, I do think the intentions were mostly noble. Uh, for, for Afghanistan early on. But why uh, couldn't we have hunted down the Taliban without invading a country, taking over, trying keep in mind, to... The Talib- no, no, hold on. We, it was Al-Qaeda. We're, the Taliban, you, you know, you, we may disagree how the Taliban treats women. There's a lot of countries who treat women like dirt, right? So the Taliban is a, is a governing body. They were in charge of the country for years. So... It's not that we were fighting the Taliban. We were, you know, it, it, it was, so it's it's a complicated, you know. That's true. It is, yeah, it is very complicated. We, you know, we, we, you know, and President Biden said yesterday, we weren't there to nation build. I'm not so sure about that, but um, we clearly failed at it if that was part of the intention. So I, so I think you got to be very careful saying, oh, you know, the Taliban can rule the country. And if, you know, they said yesterday, you know, their head, person malawi i think you pronounce his name he was you know we want women to work we want women to like so you know i don't know we'll see where where the the, the leadership takes the country uh but um 
I, you know, listen. I, Are you worried? Back to, back to your original question. I thought the execution was horrible. I thought his speech was terrible. I thought he blatantly lied in his speech or tried to mis- mislead the country, telling us that they thought of every contingency. If you thought of every contingency, you would not have, have had to send 6,000 troops back in to basically evacuate in, an, in, in, the, in the dark of night at the embassy. They're held up at the airport. Um, so if that was your contingency plan, then that also failed. But are you concerned that this is going to breed even further terrorism? Because that's the I don't discussion. know. Listen, I, I don't I don't know enough about the region. I mean, you know, I try to listen to the experts that have you know done this forever. And they, you know, I think most military experts also believed we needed to get out. And I do think President Biden was correct yesterday in his speech when he said, you know, the, the, the war on terror or the, the, the terror networks have expanded well beyond Afghanistan, right? And um, to Syria and, and, and other places. And, and frankly, you know, the war on terror has even moved towards cyber now and, and other sure. areas. So you have all these resources held up in Afghanistan. And obviously we withdrew, you know, we, 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 we drew down over the last you know years trump i think pulled it back to five thousand was the number i don't remember exactly but uh so to answer your question yes you're always concerned but i think that could happen anywhere now not just afghanistan so i don't think keeping troops in afghanistan necessarily helps us long term anymore uh so you know i do think we needed to leave i just think the execution was poor and i think the message to america was definitely not the right one and and I don't. But, but at the end of the day, I think polls will show most people wanted us to be out of there. So I think he'll eventually get a pass, even if it was a bad speech, because you know, twenty four hundred U.S. soldiers died. How many more were injured and oh, maimed, thousands. and mentally, you know, families torn up? Um, you know, we obviously had a very good uh, friend of ours whose son uh, unfortunately died in Afghanistan. So. Uh, you know, I feel for all those families. Right. And um, I don't I don't want to hear it was a waste. I hate when people say that at some point wars have to end. At some point you have to get out, whether they're successful or not. And I think those who serve serve with, you know, the, well, they the, certainly the, do with honor and, you know. Right. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean, when people say oh, it was a waste, not, that, that's just that's the wrong, that's a wrong tone. That's just a terrible tone. Yeah, but it's hard. How do you justify it, though? I mean, you know, because look, where where well, one, are we? Number one, you can't. Number one, you can't win. <clears throat> excuse me. Number one, you can't win every conflict. Number two, you 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 you. If that's your assignment, you go and you fight for your country, right? You represent your country, and you, you know, if that's the mission, that's the mission. That's how they think, right? That's how they think. So, I don't think they were lied to. I don't think they were mis. Mis misled, it, you know, it, it's unfortunate that you can make the case it wasn't the end result wasn't achieved to the degree that you had hoped, right? So, um, yeah, but like we don't ever learn our lessons, you know. I mean, it's like Vietnam, right? I mean, what do we get out of that? You know, was that a noble cause? Oh, well, listen, you know, that's another whole 
We have weight. We but don't how have is history going to I mean, you can make the, Listen, people say we, we lost Vietnam. People say we tied Vietnam. You know. Tied you isn't the, winning. Well, you, listen. You, you still have, you know. <laughs> you know. Well, look, it, I mean, look, to your point, it's, it's very complicated. It's not black or white. But it is... It, you know, I think it is disheartening and for so many military families for 20 years. And now, as we've seen it going back to chaos. And I think the saddest part is, is right. We are a country that upholds standards, right? Whether it's war crimes or not torturing people. And, you know, we go into other countries and we present ourselves like we don't, we help our neighbors, right? And allies. And to leave families behind that sacrifice and we're translators and all that stuff is pretty disgusting. And if I were a military family, I'd be pretty furious. Let's, let's hope that, let's hope that what Biden said yesterday, they do get them all out. Let's hope because um, Matt Zeller, who certainly is on the inside, says that there are thousands of people they don't really give a shit about who helped us. That's that, pretty disheartening. And that seems like uh, a big L. That would be unfortunate. That would be very, very tragic and unfortunate. So let's hope that's not the case. And let's hope, you know, they don't all the red, you know, screw the red tape. Let's just if, if they, you know, you know who they are. Let's get let's 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 find a place for them. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to do you want to talk masks? Um, we're seeing. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah, I mean, quickly. I mean, listen, it's a it's a it's a topic that's there. Um, I will say it's not being enforced. No, no, no. It, nowhere. It's just not. It's just not. No, nope. I, I do think it's being enforced in gyms. Like, you know, I told you, like, you know, Kristen does Orange Theory and she has to now wear a mask. It's just a pain in the butt. Uh, some gyms and maybe some salons and you know certain retailers, uh, bars and restaurants, not too much. Uh, I I do so I gave kudos to DC yesterday, their health department. They they're now on a daily basis releasing. So if you go back a few weeks, I said that all these jurisdictions should be releasing what percentage of vaccinated, what percentage of total cases are vaccinated people, breakthrough cases. DC is not releasing it on a daily basis. And you can see the numbers are exceedingly low. Utah's done it now. Several other states and other jurisdictions have done it. The numbers are fantastic, right? So, and Montgomery County through their uh, director, through the council president yesterday released it. I don't think the county released it. Uh, And again, very, very low. Very, very low. So vaccinations work. We knew they worked. The messaging from the CDC was terrible, as I said. It gave the indication that uh, vaccinated people were at equal risk. They're not. Uh, I believe that right now, Montgomery County and these other jurisdictions should be saying, if the retailer can verify proof of vaccinations, they don't have to wear a mask. The others do. Um, so, so. Store. Okay. Okay, that's obviously a passport situation. I do think retailers to self-police themselves, not the individuals, the, the, the retailer itself. So if a gym, clearly when you walk into Orange Theory or some of these other gyms, you could easily show your card or you're vaccinated 
if you don't want to have to wear a mask and if you are unwilling to show your card or don't have one of the green screens from a workplace or you just don't feel like telling them or you're unvaccinated, then you have to wear a mask. And listen, you're not going to be able to do that in a crowded restaurants, or but you can do it in a gym. You can do it in a salon. You can do it in certain retails. You could do it in a giant. You could do it in a safe way. So to me, that's the next phase rather than all wear masks. So because I think that's clearly better messaging and more incentive to, to continue to hopefully people getting vaccinated. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm at now. And I think the same thing with schools. I think it's very easy for schools to verify what children are vaccinated and not the 12 to 17 year olds. And again, I don't think a vaccinated child at 15 should have to wear a mask in school. I right. just don't. Right. Well, that's it. I'm today. <laughs> OK, that, well, that's pretty good. And I mean, it's it's being overshadowed by obviously other national events now. So I think we're kind of like shifting out of it. To your point, I was out, it, you know, Taste of Leesburg, which was, you know, thousands of people. Very few. I think, honestly, you could probably count on two hands how many people had masks. Very crowded areas. No one was enforcing it. Nobody. Uh, I went to the uh, Chris Stapleton first first concert since the pandemic started on Saturday night. OK. Oh, yeah, uh, I saw you. Chris, okay. At, at Jiffy Lube, you know, packed, packed. Yeah. There wasn't a mask in sight. Now it was outdoor, <laughs> outdoors, uh, but no masks, zero. Yeah. And you know. And nobody enforce it. Nobody's saying to you, "Where's your mask?" or anything. No one's. No, because number one, you're outdoors. Number two, Virginia doesn't. Virginia hasn't reinstated the mask mandate, even indoors. Uh, it's, it's strongly suggested. I mean, I think we went into like one area that was indoor, uh, to grab a drink, one of these tents. And I think maybe one person, you know, had a mask on in there, uh, which is fine. Right. If you want to wear one, wear one. If you, I, I didn't feel nervous being at a concert or, or a venue. I didn't feel, uh, you're vaccinated. I, yeah. And listen, I may get a breakthrough case. And I'll I'll be fine, hopefully. Yeah. Assuming vaccinations work. Although now they're saying, well, no, not although. Period. New 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 thought. Uh, so apparently they're going to announce today that um, they recommend a booster shot at eight months. So eight months from the time you became. So two weeks after your second dose or two weeks after your first dose, if it was J and J eight months from that point, you'll need a booster shot. Wait, just for J and J or they're thinking. No, no, no. So both. So it'll be two. So after your, so if you, if you got Moderna or Pfizer, okay. Two weeks after your last shot, then count forward eight months. Gotcha. So, cause you're not fully, you know, immune from a vaccination until two weeks after the second shot. Got if you got J and J, obviously it's two weeks after that and then eight weeks for it. Got so, it. Uh, so that would, for me, that would put me in like mid November or late November. Okay. Okay. And yeah. I would need a booster. Yeah. Give or take. And, but they haven't officially approved that, right? It's just. It's coming out today. No. Oh. CDC is going to say, yeah, you got to get a booster at eight months. Okay. All right. All right. Or so... It's highly recommended. Okay, got it. Now, wait a sec. Can you mix brands or no? I guess if you started with Pfizer or Moderna, you got to get their booster, right? Uh, good question. I don't have that answer. All right. And it's that. also going to be interesting to see if you if you don't get a booster, are you going to st- are you still going to be considered vaccinated? What's your immunity? Or at yeah. some point, will you move from vaccinated to 
compromised or unvaccinated or something. Mm. I don't know. Good question. All that. Okay. Hey, you know what? One topic, I, I don't know if you if you want to weigh in on this, um, you know, certainly locally in our area, Loudoun County schools have been dealing a lot yeah. with critical race theory and then also with transgender pronouns of kids and bathrooms. And there was a big ruling last week, um, which essentially allows kids to be called by their, their pronoun that they would like. And then also, I believe it's in bathrooms. So I think if you if you identify if maybe you were born yeah, so you, you you can use the restroom of your what uh, you what you now identify as correct right I don't know how you feel or if you want to weigh in much on this um you know it's uh, Dan and I talk a lot about it and like Dan Dan's point which he feels like the media always leaves out is this was like a state um kind of the state school education was sent essentially telling Loudoun County School hey you've got to figure this policy out so it wasn't like Loudoun Schools just no. out of nowhere decided to do this it was coming down from state level well listen I, I think I think it I think I think in theory or principle it's the right thing right I think in in practical application it it's going to be difficult right mm. kids are kids students yeah. are students and i i think i think the, the problem with some of these rules are you're not prepared for what may happen right 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 so, and, and yeah, what's your it's, thought it's, like it's, the safety of kid you know like if you're if you're i just think you know yeah you know taunting or just yeah. you know making fun you know i don't you know i agree that i think that's the scary part you know, I, listen, I, I do think, listen, kids kids are much, much, much more inclusive and tolerant than when I went to school or you you, you even went to school, yeah. I'm sure, high school or whatever. Um, uh, listen, you know, I do think schools, I know there's a lot of old buildings, but I think they should have gender neutral bathrooms. I know they don't necessarily call them that anymore. Okay, why? Am I missing something? And I have to say, I really don't feel, of all the topics we've talked about today, this is probably the one that I'm least up to speed on and informed, but I'm confused yeah. as to why they don't just have a gender-neutral bathroom and give trans or questioning students just a little extra time, and they can use... I, well, I don't yeah, get I it. I think they should. I think they absolutely should. But wait a minute. Yeah. is that Was that not proposed in the... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, know. I think these are old buildings. There's money involved. You know, when you start getting into the school systems, it gets difficult um so i think in principle it's it's, it's the right thing I, I, we'll see how it's applied and 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 what comes of it i do think there's a lot of fear mongering on these things from the side where that, that's against something like this which i'm not sure is actually gonna pan out um you know my concern with some not concern but my and we've talked about it is, you know, what, at what age, you know, as a parent, at, you know, at what age should kids be able to make their own decisions on transition, right? To me, those are the more critical, con, you know, 18, that, 19, even older, actually, yeah, I think. I, I mean, because you, know, you change I mean, so some, much. There's some states and jurisdictions that wanted as young as six, seven, eight years old. 
right? Nine years old. And so that to me, those are the more important things than something like this. But th- listen, there's passion on both sides of this. Um, listen, I think we could be more inclusive as a society. I just think you have to understand that there could be issues that arise from these policies. Uh, you know, that's a great, I think that's a great point, Patrick. That's a really interesting, like, what age should you decide? And, you know, ultimately, don't you think it's going to come down to the parents? The couple of, I don't know if you and Kristen know, but Dan and I know a couple of families who have a child who's transitioning. And for the most part, the parents are all for it, even at a very yeah. young age. So I think, you know, you're not I, going. I have a, I, listen, my nephew, who was transitioned probably, what, now seven, eight years ago, I'm guessing give or take. Um, so listen, we're, it's, you know, <laughs> you know I, I think there's, there's no issues there at all. Right. Were the parents like, what age did he decide she was, he was going to become a she? she? Well, it was the other way. She became a he, oh. but, um, oh, I mean, she much older, much older. Like it, uh, yeah. Again, I don't remember the age that, she, but like she in her twenties, yeah, I th- I th- yeah, around okay. there, right. Well, maybe, to me, maybe a little, yeah. yeah. That makes I don't remember sense. the exact age, but it wasn't a, I mean, not a 9 or 10, 12, 15, even 15-year-old, right? 16-year-old, 18-year-old. So, um, yeah, so for, you know, for me, it's a non, non-issue. Uh, you know, I think when you start getting into, you know, a four, 15-year-old boy or man who's transitioned to be a female walking into a female bathroom. Listen, I think that's, you know, I can understand, especially if it's like a 12 year old and there's a six year old. Now, again, the problem with that is you, you, in your mind, you're painting these people as something nefarious that they're not. Sure. They, that's, it's who they are. So, it really just comes down to a safety issue for everybody, right? Because, yeah, to your point, most kids that are transitioning, it's not nefarious, you I know? Think safety for both, right? Exactly, it's, yeah. Right, so. Because you're always going to have some, you know, you're going to have kids that are going to look to bully or potentially hurt, you know, a child that is transitioning. And then yeah, to listen, that point. I think it's much easier in elementary school for these things than it, I think it gets much more complicated as you in get high, to high school. school. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, middle school and high school, I mean. You know, listen, when I was in high school, you didn't want to be in the bathrooms for for, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, right. So, um, but to your point, there probably should be, every school should be required to have, you know, two, three, four single bathrooms. Uh, You know, we, you know. I don't understand it. Like the whatever restroom. Have you used Weren't you and I talking about that? Now people yeah. are putting up these signs. It's like an yeah. alien yeah. and a, yeah. you know, a this and a yeah. that. It's like whatever. Just wash your hands. You whatever. Know? Just pee. wash I, your hands after you pee. I right? think, you know, most people are. I, I, I guess I'm confused as to why in the wealthiest school district in the nation, one of the they can't do a single stall, whatever. You know, it's, it's very way, strange to me. Even if you had one. Yeah. Like, that'd probably be enough. Restaurants have one. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you're not gonna have that many kids, I wouldn't think, using it, right, on either side. So, you know, you know. and and to the the other thing with Loudon schools, of course, is you know you can play the uh, the gender you identify as, you can play on that sports team. Now, when I was in high school, my basketball team went 0 and 18. I would have loved a guy that was transitioning to yeah, a woman. You know, I, we, we could have used it. That and again, I it, we've talked about this a lot. That I'm against. 
Um, I don't care if the testosterone levels are down and all this other stuff. You know, men should not men biologically now biological men should not be playing biological female sports. I don't care. Just don't. Like, I think, well, that's, un- that's one of the big hangups for Loudon school system now is now if whatever you identify as you can play on that sports team. So that's a big hangup for a lot of parents. I actually think that's unfair for the females. I think, you know, uh, I get it that the person who's transitioned deserves to also play sports. Again, these are complicated issues. Yeah, they're they not, are. You know, yeah. I think you have to sit down and get all sides and really understand it and, not get emotional about it, you know, and not get Good crazy. Um, I I this maybe maybe this juice cleanse is making me a more rational, <laughs> nice guy. Well, I'm always curious at the end. Like, I'm I would be curious to find out at in Loudon school systems how many kids are really like. I have to imagine, you know, there's thousands of kids in the school system, but are really that many transitioning or wanting to play sport? I I, I got to imagine Listen, it's probably I, a small you know, handful. I, yeah, I, I don't. That's what bothers me, and I'll just say this. Is it even that big a deal? Well, I, and again, not bothers me, because it does bother me. What, what I think we need to make sure of, and I think that's why the age of transitioning, I think 15, 16, 18-year-olds may be even too old, because I do think when you go through puberty and you go through those middle school years, I think your sexuality and stuff, you're, you're probably, you know where you stand, both from a sexuality standpoint and maybe from a, certainly a gender standpoint. And again, those are different. I'm no expert, but I want to make sure I try to get sure. you know, all the terms right. Like your sexuality doesn't necessarily relate to the gender that you identify with. But eight and nine-year-olds, I just think we got to take a pause, right? Especially if surgery or anything like that's involved. Absolutely got to take a pause and let this thing play out for a few more years, right? I, that doesn't mean you can't get counseling. It doesn't mean you can't talk about it. That doesn't mean you can't start thinking about it and make, you know, go through all those things that are important for someone going through that um, and be supportive and all those things. But I think we got to take a pause at that age. I think that's a great point. Yeah. Something that needs to be so much more research done. Um, Okay, I know we're running out of time, but lastly, I just wanted to know the new taunting rule for the NFL. Are you here for terrible? The no fun NFL. And they the NFL starts making progress, and then they take three (laughs) steps back. Who cares? It's sports. They're adults. They're highly compensated professionals. If I kick your ass on the field, I'm going to taunt your face. 15-yard penalty, right? Ridiculous. Utterly embarrassing. Ridiculous. It is. And you know what? Because they're talking about so much, the refs are going to be more inclined to call it. And there's going to be bad calls that change outcomes. This is ridiculous. Again. (laughs) They better be very specific with it. Like, yeah, if you stand over someone, spit in their face or, you know. Yeah, sure. Kick them while they're down or something crazy. But I mean, but I don't know. Because you score a touchdown, you look back at them on a on a, on a you know, 40-yard pass and point at them. Flexing you're your muscles. get a 15-yard penalty. Stop. Because isn't excessive celebration also a fine? You know, also a penalty? Oh, it goes they, on. They have, they have a rule for it. <laughs> All right, I know you got to go. More wokeness. <laughs> Where do people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. We'll see you next week. Bye, Sarah.